Hi everybody, my name is Jennifer Johnson and I'm a chronic pain coach. You are listening to Thought by Thought Healing, where I will be sharing my story of pain and my journey, including details, to recovery. I will discuss current neuroscience and how it is proving that we can heal from chronic pain and other symptoms. I also want to just share with you how I have discovered that the gospel is incredibly powerful in this process. If you didn't already listen to my first episode, you might want to go back and check it out. I answer the question, what is pain? And I also share my story. So I do want to recap a little bit, um, what is pain? So three things I want to say. First is that we have discovered that pain is processed and produced in the brain, not in the body part that you experience it. It is also a protector. Your brain produces that pain in order to protect you from what it is detecting, what it is perceiving as harm. And for some of us, that pain can um, be constant. It can become chronic when our brains start to detect things that it thinks are unsafe when it becomes hypervigilant. So when we experience things like chronic stress or trauma, repressed emotions, our brains can start to perceive that we need protecting when we are in fact okay. Um, I talk about that a little bit more in my first episodes. If you have any uh, questions, go back to that and then also feel free to reach out to me also. But part of this episode is that I want to talk about how the brain is producing Um, what avenues it is using to produce the pain. So I want to talk about um, the mind-body connection and what all is involved in that. So today we're going to talk about the limbic system, the autonomic nervous system, and the endocrine system. And I also want to briefly talk about neural pathways, neural circuits. Um, uh, As a disclaimer, I am not a neuroscientist. I am not a medical professional. Uh, But part of my healing was this fascination with the brain and how it's playing out in our body. The many different ways that our thoughts, behaviors, and actions um, play out physiologically in our body that can possibly and does produce pain. So I'm going to share a lot of the things that I learned that by learning, I was able to then reverse through neuroplasticity. Again, we're gonna talk about this in this episode. You don't need to know it yet. Um, But I am not an expert in these fields, but what I'm going to share was incredibly powerful and you can also follow up and do your own research um, to verify and fact check me. Um, I was recently listening to a podcast by uh, Eddie Lindenstein called the Fitness and, no, the Mind and Fitness Podcast, where he and his guest are discussing people who heal and through the mind-body connection. And one thing that they found incredibly powerful was for people to find this um, curiosity around what is happening. So I encourage you to find it interesting, find it um, uh, fascinating almost to discover how your mind and your body work together. Some examples, some simple examples that I've already used are that when we are embarrassed, we blush. That's a mind-body connection. That's an emotion and how it plays out in the body. Or when we are stressed, we might have a stomach ache. Or when we're stressed, we might have an 
a headache, a, a tension headache. Those are examples of the mind-body connection. Another interesting thing is when we are sad, sometimes we cry. These are all mind-body connections and pain is no different. So let's talk about first the limbic system. The limbic system is this uh, emotional part of our brain that is housed deep inside of our head, our brain. It's the part that regulates our emotions. There are many moving pieces in that part of the limbic system, such as the amygdala, hippocampus, hypothalamus, etc. You don't need to know, know all those things yet, but the emotional part of our brain is housed in that limbic, that limbic area of our brain. And it can, it, when it is activated, it activates other parts systems in our bodies. One of them is the autonomic nervous system. Now, the autonomic nervous system is the involuntary response to certain emotions. So there, when we go into fight or flight, which is part of the autonomic nervous system, then involuntarily, some things kick into action in our bodies immediately. So I've got this, the limbic system triggers the autonomic nervous system. That autonomic nervous system is divided into the fight or flight nervous system and the rest and digest part of our nervous system. This part over here, the fight or flight nervous system, involuntarily kicks off a whole bunch of changes in our body when our brain detects that we um, might need a little protection when we have uh, underlying fear or anger, um, rage, shame, guilt, um, grief, all these things can trigger a response in our bodies. And some of the things that it adjusts is our heart rate. It adjusts the blood flow, the size, um, the vasoconstriction of our vessels, blood vessels, which then changes our blood. It changes how we breathe, the oxygen, how much um, oxygen and ratio of oxygen to carbon dioxide in our bodies and it changes the tension, the, literally the, the smooth muscle tension changes, it pref and digestion changes our digestion too. There's a whole bunch of things, but these are just a few of them. And when those are activated, it's preparing us to fight. It's the fight or flight. It's, um, it's when we realize we need to take something on and it has a very useful purpose when we are in fact in danger. Maybe we need to fight or we need to get out of a situation that's not good for us. We are physically in danger. But what can happen is when we have that hypervigilant nervous system, that hypervigilant brain, it can almost chronically or often, it can um, set that fight or flight nervous system on edge and start adjusting those things in our bodies. When those things are chronically changed, it's painful. You can imagine being in tension. Like think about when you are angry about something, your body goes into tension. Maybe your fists um, are ready. Uh, when we are chronically activated in that way, it's, it's not healthy. It's not good for us to be in that space. We want to have um, good blood flow, good oxygen, etc. But when we are in tension, when we are stressed, when that part of our brain is activated, um, we're not in this rest and digest part that I was talking about. 
I like to think of that as where we are at peace, where we are at rest. We have peace that passes understanding. Gratefulness and contentment and joy happen over here. And over here, when the fight or flight is activated, it's, it's some of those helpful, needed emotions at times of rage, anger, fear, shame, etc. Um, but, but we don't want to be in that space constantly. And so a big part of my healing was to start to identify what was triggering my limbic system to then trigger this autonomic nervous system. Now, the other thing that the limbic system does is it's housed right next to this little gland, this pituitary gland in our brain. And that's, um, that's part of the endocrine, the hormone, neuro, the, the hormone system. And that pituitary gland sends messages to the rest of our body to produce um, hormones. So it produces hormones, which then produce more hormones. And generally, uh, the two hormones I want to talk about are cortisol and adrenaline. And when we are in stress mode, or, and I'm not talking about um, when you've met a bear in the woods, I'm talking about in life when we are met with little things that make us uncomfortable and stressed for some reason based on our own history, those things can activate these parts of um, our, our body, these systems in our body. And for me, I found that I was constantly flooded with cortisol and adrenaline. Both of those can be helpful at times and are. <laughs> but when we are flooded with them, it has the opposite effect. When our a lot of it goes into our stomach, and that can really mess up our digestion. It did for me. And cortisol has a, so does adrenaline, but cortisol has an effect on um, your alertness and um, whether you sleep well or not. So insomnia is a big part of my story. And uh, I believe that it was the cortisol, that stress hormone, that was hindering me from having healthy, good um sleep. So those two things are really important to know that your, auto, your, limbic, your limbic system is triggering your endocrine system, those hormones, and it's changing, changing all this physiology in your body through the autonomic nervous system, through that fight or flight specifically nervous system. And the other thing is that there is neural circuits in your brain that are triggering those responses. They are memorized pathways of thinking. They're memorized pathways of reaction to things in your life that your brain is detecting based on your history that you are not quite at ease. You are not quite safe in certain environments or with certain people or um, maybe certain places, maybe remind you of things in your past. Your part of that limbic system is that there's the hypothalamus in there and all your sensations, all your senses meet there. And your, your hypothalamus then kind of makes a decision um, based on your past, how it feels about everything you're experiencing and decides if you can be at ease, have peace here, choose that rest and digest part of your sympathetic nervous system, I'm sorry, your, your autonomic nervous system, or does it feel slightly unsafe or completely in danger? 
it's going to respond according to how it, it um, is remembering your past. The, the key to healing is being able to identify what things, places, people, um, thoughts are triggering that and then slowly prepare your brain to respond differently. Teach your brain that in these situations, although it reminds you of the past maybe, you are okay now and we don't need to respond in the way that is automatically currently responding. So those are neural circuits. That's a, a pattern of thinking. They're, they're literally um, uh, wiring of different neurons in your brain. And it's like a freeway in that it's, it's the way that you most quickly respond. So I like to use the analogy of the freeway. Let's say you're here and you're trying to get to work. You're at home and you're trying to get to work. You get up in the morning and you most you immediately take the freeway because it's the fastest, quickest, it's the way you know, it's what you've always done, and this is the way of thinking. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of those pathways, those neural pathways, are, are filled with stress, um, low-level anxiety, fear, shame, anger, etc., and it's setting off that nervous system. And so we, we want to do is create a new way of thinking, a new neural pathway, literally a new wiring of your brain um, that includes your trigger. You're still needing to get to work, but you need to take a different way. So an example from my own life and from my own healing journey, after I discovered what my many triggers were, um, one of them was being um, disagreed with or, or feeling judged or questioned made me immediately feel like I must be wrong. And that sent me into fear. I can't, what if I'm wrong? What do I do? Um, it stressed me out and I would immediately um, go into defense mode and, and my autonomic nervous system would set off that fight or flight and I would be in pain. I was like that for many years, chronically activated. When I started healing, I started looking at those pathways and starting to recognize I have these freeways, these ways of thinking, um, and started to build new trails, I like to call them. And doing that requires time and diligence. It doesn't happen overnight. So um, building a trail takes a lot of work, right? You don't get to just go out to the forest and cut one branch off and think that the next day you're gonna take this new pathway and it's gonna be easy going and you're gonna to get to work. It doesn't happen like that. So for me, I had to spend a lot of time re, um, rethinking how I wanted to react and respond to this um, idea of people disagreeing, questioning, or judging me. Sometimes people were judging me and sometimes they were just lovingly questioning me and I had to reframe that to say It's okay if people question me disagree with me judge me I'm okay in that space. I can actually view this as a challenge to Either say hmm, maybe there's something to think about here. Maybe they're questioning me for a reason or and oftentimes I would be able to say you can have your opinion and that is okay. But I have the Holy Spirit 
and I believe that God is leading me in this direction and I can stand firm in that. I can't change how other people are responding, reacting, what they're doing, how they're treating me, but I can control how I react to it. So I was able to get to a place where I could say, okay, I am safe if you judge me. In fact, I can still love you and you can still love me if you judge me. But I am really confident in my own personal relationship with God. That was incredibly powerful. And as you can see, that's a very different way of thinking than going into this fear, what if I'm wrong, anxiety mode. So that's the type of thing that we are working with. Now, I used a fairly simple example of judgment, but um, sometimes we need help to identify ways of thinking or even being able to identify what is causing the symptom. I think we can all identify our symptoms of pain, discomfort, stomach, whatever, insomnia, all the things. We're able to, to identify those, but sometimes it's harder to figure out what it is that's causing it. And that's what I do as a, as a mind-body coach is I help people be able to identify those. But I will say, in addition, sometimes it's good to have a psychologist if you have, um, or a counselor. If you have experienced trauma in your life, um, sometimes it can be needed, if not helpful, or helpful if not needed, to have somebody walk alongside you as you um, work through some of those um, those neural pathways, those ways of thinking. For me, I did. I needed I needed help to be able to identify um, different ways that I could respond. Because it's not enough to just identify what your triggers are. You do need to build that new trail, and that trail needs to become a freeway that you choose um, as you go forward. As I healed, all my symptoms slowly lessened and went away. I used to have a massive amount of pain in my feet and hands, and I think that it was caused by um, that blood, those blood vessel vasoconstriction I was talking about and the, the change of the um, dispersion of our blood. I believe that I didn't have enough, uh, almost enough blood in my hands and my feet for a couple years because I was in such stress, um, chronic stress mode that chronically activated fight or flight nervous system. Um, that pain could have also been due to the change in oxygen because it changes how you breathe and the dispersion of your oxygen. But what I do know is that as I slowed down that, re that reaction, I changed those pathways, those things healed slowly and, and went away. Um, so those are, those are um, some examples that I hope can be helpful for you to be able to analyze your own life and see how you would be able to, to take the understanding of things that are happening in your body and kind of be able to reverse them and, and, um, and change them. I took two neural retraining programs that helped me with this. One was called DNRS, Dynamic Neural Retraining Systems, and Unlearn Your Pain by Howard Schubiner. They were both incredibly helpful for me to, to get on this path, but then there were also tools um, such as the one that I'm sharing right now with the new, having new um, ways of thinking and new, uh, new pathways that were helpful, very helpful in my healing process. 
Um, I did want to read a list of, of symptoms that um, I have had interaction with people either in person or online who have healed. So I'm just going to read these things that people have healed from so that you can know. I think it's helpful to know the wide spectrum of, of pain and symptoms that this mind-body connection can cause. It's not limited to these, but it includes these. Some of them I experienced. General body pain, fibromyalgia, SIBO, abdominal pain and discomfort, IBS, insomnia, neck pain, arm pain, foot pain, leg pain, back pain, lower back pain, um, vulvodynia, anxiety, vertigo and dizziness, chronic tendinitis, CRPS, restless leg syndrome, food sensitivities, TMJ, repetitive strain injury, pelvic floor dysfunction, old injury with persistent pain. I mentioned that in my first episode. Also, if you have an injury that um, is persistently causing pain, it has probably healed, but your brain hasn't realized that it is safe yet. People, thousands of people are healing through this mind-body connection when they are looking at old injuries. Let's see, other, um, other things people have healed from chronic fatigue, mold sensitivity, disc bul um, bulges, slip discs, degenerative scoliosis, degenerative disc disease, other back disorders. I want to pause there. A lot of those things they are doing tests on and they have found that there are just as many people who have those abnormalities on an MRI um, that are not in pain. What they are starting to conclude is that those are normal abnormalities. They're like wrinkles inside, and uh, it's probably not causing your pain, um, but your pain is very real. Other things, weather sensitivities, chemical sensitivities, chronic Lyme disease, specifically chronic Lyme disease, not Lyme disease, um, and, and many others. So those are the types of things that people are healing from. A big thing I want to touch on really quick is the fear of the symptoms. Now remember that it is these, these emotions, these distressing emotions such as fear, anger, anxiety, um, shame, etc. That's what triggers the autonomic nervous system and then the fight or flight nervous system. The fear of the symptom is often the biggest trigger of it. And this is the hardest thing to beat is to to learn to experience those symptoms without fear. There's an element of just acceptance um, and realizing you're okay, even though you're experiencing the pain or the symptom and um, allowing it to just be itself without fear, without frustration, without anger, um, and, and just letting it be. If you're able to do that, that helps to just calm that response in your brain. Um, we have these loops, these pain stress loops. You get pain, then you're stressed about the pain, then you have more pain, then you're stressed about that more pain, and it just keeps going and cycling. And stopping that and getting off of that cycle requires a space of just accepting with peace the symptom and saying, it's okay, you can stay and I'm going to be okay with this symptom for now. That's, that is one of the bigger challenges, but 
You can do it. I know you can. I did. Um, if you want to know more about this, then you can check out my website, thoughtbythoughthealing.com, and also follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I have accounts under the same name, Thought by Thought Healing. Um, you can also reach out to me if you're curious if your condition, your diagnosis is a mind-body connection um, um, symptom that can be healed. Feel free to reach out um, via my website. I do free 15-minute consultations just for you to find out if this is a pathway that you want to explore. And then um, it, to be clear, if you, if you call... Um, I won't push coaching on you. It's just for you to be able to start your own journey to healing. I have discovered so much freedom through this uh, realization of how our brains and bodies work together that I just want it for everybody. So please reach out. Um, I appreciate you listening and I will do another episode shortly. Talk to you later. Bye.